Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello and welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast CFML News Edition. I am Eric Peterson, hosting today with Mr. Dan Card. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. How's your day going? My day is going pretty good. Nice. It, it is June 28th, not May 10th, as the overlay is saying right now. That's and okay. There's a time on... difference. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we are on episode 154. We'll get this all updated live. Just in case there is any doubt, we are not lip syncing. This is a real <laughs> life presentation. That's right. Well, we're grateful to have you today, and we're also grateful to our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of all your favorite boxes, cold box, command box, forge box, test box, lots of others. Dan said in our prep here, not drop box. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was that was apt because that's probably not one of your favorite boxes anymore. Um, not since they started spamming you and making you pay lots of money. Anyway, <laughs> a few ways you can say thank you to Order Solutions. Come to End of the Box. End of the Box is happening here the first week in September. Come buy some tickets now. We have left the super early bird pricing, but for the next two days, three days, you can get early bird pricing still and save some money on those tickets. You can like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube, listen to this podcast, and leave a review. We love GitHub stars as well on any of the repos that you are using. And you can sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, which releases new content every single week. Mm-hmm. Additionally, we have our lovely Patreon supporters. We have 37 Patreon supporters providing 100% of the funding for this podcast, and we are 44% of the way to funding all of Forgebox IO, which is the Cold Fusion package repository. So, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you to all of you for supporting us, and thank you to Order Solutions. Yes, to all of the above. Well, let's jump into some news and announcements. We have a new training to announce, uh, a new workshop coming after CF Summit. So CF Summit is going to be the first weekend in October in Vegas. And right after that, there is a two-day training led by Luis Mahano and Gavin Picken. It is the Coldbox Zero to Mega Hero. (laughs) So we're like combining the two workshops here. So REST APIs and Vue.js mobile app. It's all of the above. Their early repricing is available right now, and this will be in the luxurious executive suite in the Aria. So we will paste the link so you can go sign up for that. Mm-hmm. So it's right there. We are super excited to host that for you, and then hope you, that you can make it to that. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll be good. I'm looking at that because I have not gotten into view yet. I, I've been reacting. I, ha- I know I need to. I'm not so much resisting it as I'm just waiting until there's like an in-my-face reason to jump over because I know it's going to be a big, uh, maybe a big of a learning curve, but this could be a good opportunity to do so. Uh, they're all 
pretty similar nowadays. Somebody's going to yell at me for saying that, but <laughs> I mean, they all you know, got, we they, were having a really peaceful afternoon, you know, here. <laughs> they all got a virtual DOM. They all have a way to make components. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I can see it now. We'll be at this conference and all of a sudden it's, hey, watch this. React is better than Vue. Go. Anyway, it's just, it just, like, everything goes nuts. It's all, anyway. All right. Um, well, we have a couple updates uh, on Into the Box if you want to take us through those, Dan. Uh, I would love to. That sounds good. One more question about that. It says here we have four days of amazing content for only $8.99. Is that a, that isn't four days of, uh, that includes the CF Summit Conference, right? That that... does include the CF Summit Conference, yes. Okay, so one price you can get both our training and the CF Summit Conference. Gotcha. Okay. I uh, just wanted to check. I tend to be a little slow. All right, some updates from Into the Box. Uh, the super early bird pricing is over, but you can still get the early bird pricing. Um, last week, we had more episodes of, the, of the, the Modernizer Die, but conference edition. So we're getting to know some, some of the speakers, getting to know a little bit more about their backgrounds, what they're speaking on. Um, we also, just as a reminder, have added a third track. So with that third track is going to happen. It's going to happen actually the week before into the box, sort of like an appetizer. You know, we have some great content from some great speakers, but they couldn't actually make the conference due to COVID or other restrictions or timing or whatever it was. So we're going to be presenting that one. Um, uh, it's ahead of time, and it's a virtual conference, so anybody can make it. You can download the content, watch on the plane, kind of get into in, um, into the box mode. Uh, and we have a couple blog posts on that. One is. The first speakers were announced last week, and I believe this week we have a second one, which is where we have the next um, uh, the next round, which I think we're talking about a little bit later, or is that... Uh... No, right now it's great. Oh, actually, we're going to jump over this because we got these, these guys over. The second set of speakers is announced. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to, I put the link up there for the first set of speakers, and now I'm going to put in the one for the second set of speakers. So newly announced, we have, these are, these are confirmed, Mark Takata, Charlie Earhart, Ray Camden, Matthew Clemente, Brian Rinaldi, and Kai Koenig. We got some, some, that's, a, that's a pretty powerful lineup. Um, it's a dev week format, meaning that from Monday, August 29th through September 2nd to Friday, um, each day is going to have two sessions, 11 a.m. Central to 2 p.m. Central. It's like that, that window in there. Sessions are live. We'll have Q&A via Zoom. Um, and uh, it's for all end-of-the-box attendee ticket holders. Uh, the recorded sessions will be provided later for end-of-the-box attendees to download. Um, or actually, the recorded sessions will be provided for end-of-the-box attendees to download to watch prior to the conference. And uh, we're also going to have a viewing area for those sessions on site in Houston um, at different times. And so you'll be able to actually catch up on ones that you missed the previous week if you're in Houston. So and definitely as, come. And as always, those will be going on to CFCasts. And so if you are a CFCast subscriber, you will have access to all those when they drop. So yeah. we're very excited for that. And we're excited to have these great speakers that, uh, for various reasons, won't be able to make it with us in Houston. So great work there. Cool. All right. Shall we jump over to some new releases and updates? Let's do it. Sounds good. Big one this week, Coldbox 6.7 was released. So a new minor version update here with lots of goodies. I'm going to give you some highlights and let you jump into the blog post that we'll put into the show notes. So here we have event caching respecting HTTP response codes. One of my favorites, Wirebox performance, performance, and more performance. (laughs) 
Um, with that one, I, I just got to give a little aside. Uh, we brought down the creation of objects uh, from anywhere. It would take anywhere between like 900 to 3,500 milliseconds. Now we're down uh, beneath 700 for each object. So uh, huge things there. It, it might increase. sound like so so small, but you know when you're building like you know uh, hundreds of objects, all that adds up. So some great work there. Um, new Colbox testing virtual app. Now I read this and I got more excited than I should admit on the podcast. Um, and I I will be making a CFcast video for this because this is going to be huge for our testing our applications. Um, lots of great improvements to the scheduled task systems, uh, safe shutdown for executors and schedulers, uh, a new four attribute method, which helps us integrate with all those different JavaScript frameworks we were just talking about, React, which Vue, are all the Outline, same, which are all the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, some fixes for our async interceptors and ORM event handling. And that was just the highlights. Check out the blog post. It is a great release. And, uh, yeah, awesome work to the whole team for getting that done. Yeah, it's a huge thing. About, and it was funny. I saw someone yesterday was saying, wait a minute, we just released 6.7. We're already seeing pull requests for 6.8. So, yeah, so these guys never stop. It's always improving, which is really kind of cool. Um, all right, so the next thing, also, more uh, more updates. We have our, our CD mail services uh, module, which goes in the cold box. And we have a new thing, which is mailgun support. So it already... Um, the mail service is already, it supports uh, Postmark as well as the built-in CF mail um, servers and stuff. But now we're adding Mailgun into the core. It is, did you see on here? And thank you to Scott Steinbeck for putting that together. What is Mailgun? Mailgun is an email delivery service for sending, receiving, and tracking emails, which you probably guessed, basically. But uh, now we have support for it, which is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, if you haven't used email services, it, all of these are kind of plug-and-play providers where if you have a mail service you're using and it wants to send mail, um, you know, maybe not in just an SMTP way, but it has an API, you can, too can make a provider, plug it in, and then you use the same API in your application. I, I did one a while back for SendGrid. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually not built into CV mail services. It's a separate module that you can install, which is um, which I think is pretty cool. So. Yeah, yeah, it probably should be it probably should be built into CD mail services, come to think of it, but that's okay. Yeah, but, but it's fun that you can install just install both true. and now you have access for it. And when yeah. you want to use like, I don't know, I bet Amazon AWS has something. Someone's going to pop in some AWS generator and tell me what the, the name of it is. <laughs> so Someone can... should do that. And I'm thinking that I just finished doing that for a side project. <laughs> That would be a really good thing for someone to add. By the way, I kind of feel like I threw away Scott Seinbeck's name. That wasn't meant to be a throwaway line. Thank you, Scott, for doing the mailgun support. Um, I didn't mean to be like, edit Scott. And here it is. So really, <laughs> Scott, we appreciate you. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, we had the release of Galaxy Blog 3 by Gregory Alexander. This is his blog engine that he's been working on. Um, he has mentioned that he's really going after like the WordPress installation, that kind of easy, easy blog engine. Um, so that was released earlier this month. If you haven't checked it out, we'll put the link in the show notes again and go ahead and check that out. That looks pretty cool. I actually did not know much about this. I've seen the name floating around, but now I think I'm definitely going to go check it out because I've never seen a screenshot for it. And I love the spelling of Galaxy. That's kind of cool. It makes it look very 
I don't know. Upscale. It's very cool. <laughs> uh, webinars, meetups, and workshops. Going on to our next section. In case you missed it, um, last a couple last couple of weeks, Gavin has basically been living on the internet. Um, well, I mean, he lives on the internet anyway, but like living in front of the camera on the internet. So the online CF meetup, how to find, install, and implement third-party libraries in CFML. That was part of uh, the uh, online CF meetup, like I said, hosted by Charlie uh, Earhart. That was last June. Uh, that was last th uh, Thursday, June twenty-third. Um, basically talking about how to pick libraries that that either going to last or that you can build into your your, your site without um, recreating the wheel, uh, which is good. And he talks about things to look for um, and what to look for. And just because I know the the cynical among us are thinking this, no, he did not focus just on Ordis modules and plugins and third party. He really talked about a whole process about how to analyze and and look through them. Coming up next week, Gavin's also back talking about planning and developing um, a developer feud quiz API. Now that sounds kind of weird, but this is a game that he's putting together. The idea is that we're going to be playing with um, playing it at into the box. But he figured I'm building this. Um, uh, his basic thought was I'm building this as part of my presentation. Let's actually do a whole series on it where we're talking about how it's actually constructed, how it's built, and everything else. Um, and it's cool. I, uh, I I think it's going to be really good. I like I like the way Gavin teaches and puts things together. Usually, I like to say is like Luis will pre present on something, and then Brad may may present on something, and then Gavin will present on something. And by that time, I'm just about understanding it as soon as Gavin actually explains it. So uh, this is it's a good good thing to go check out. And if you would like more Gavin, <laughs> you thought you weren't going to get Gavin because he wasn't on the podcast today, but we're only going to talk about him. Um, <laughs> he had an episode of his Coding with the Kiwi and Friends this last Friday with his guests Sam Knowlton and David Rogers talking about Quick and QB. That is up on CFCast for your viewing. And there is another one coming up this Friday, July 1st. With special guest Daniel Garcia talking about Open API and Swagger documentation. Now, if you would like to watch these live, these are a special perk for our Patreon viewers. So go ahead and sign up today. We'll tell you more about that here at the end. And we do release them onto CFCast after the fact. So uh, all of you that are CFCast subscribers will have to wait a little bit longer, but then you'll be able to see it as well. But if you want the opportunity to actually log in live and look over Gavin's shoulder while he's coding and give really good directions, I'd say go ahead and do this. <laughs> okay. Um, last but not least in our video extravaganza, we had a webinar this last week by mm -hmm. our very own Mr. Dan Card, getting started with legacy migration. So if you were not able to make that, we have the recording up on CFCast. All of our webinars on CFCast are free, so you can go view that now. We will drop the link here in chat and in the show notes. Cool. Yeah, that was a fun time. It actually was a preview to the, the all-day all workshop that I'm doing at End of the Box um, in September, which was cool. And then some of the questions that came out of it, which was nice, because we were talking about um, uh, basically uh, – Oh my gosh! What is wrong? But basically, converting legacy code to more of a modern thing—the um, uh, kind of updating and stuff. Some of the questions actually have spawned a new a new blog series that actually that I'm putting together with Gavin as well. So it was uh, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. Um, the last thing, basically, on the webinars and everything else coming up on—I guess this was last week. In case you missed it, also. Um, 
Yeah, that is June 23rd. The Seattle Cold Fusion Users Group looks like it's having a, uh, having a, um, uh, says that we're restarting the Seattle Cold Fusion Users Group, and it looks like there's actually you know having having some good life. This is all about sending SMS messages using Cold Fusion and the Twilio API, and that was presented by uh, Leon O'Daniel. Um, and the uh, link that we'll put in the show notes is all about basically how you can go back and look at it. On the Adobe front, they continue to have their slew of webinars. There was a couple this last week uh, from Damien Bruendonks and Mark Takada, uh, the Adobe Cold Fusion Workshop and Exploring the Cold Fusion Administrator, respectively. Coming up at the end of July, we have Making Games with Adobe Cold Fusion by Mark Takata. That one sounds It's actually fun. happening right... Oh, no. Ten, ten, yeah, ten, that's actually happening right now. Uh, so that, if you're not finding July. us... As in, is it July? July Oh, 28th. my bad. You know, it's really important to read all the words <laughs> on the screen. Continue on. I'm so sorry. But you can go to the uh, online CF Meetup this coming up with Gavin about his game. Then you can go to Mark's presentation about his game. We got lots of games in Cold Fusion coming up, so that's kind of fun. Um, as always, we'll put in the link to all of the different Adobe events. They continue to have a number of free webinar events every month. Um, Adobe Developer Week we'll talk about in the conference section, and of course, CF Summit as well. So lots of content from Adobe coming. Cool. Yep, exactly. Uh, quick thing also on, on CFCast, we already talked about it a little bit, but just a quick recap. Here's some things that just came out on CFCasts. Uh, we have the Get Started with Legacy Migration that we just talked about. That was last week by Dan Card. Um, that is all about refactoring. That's up on there. Uh, Logbox 101 is a series that Eric is doing, that uh, which was great. Actually, I had, a, I had a bug him the other day for some previews of the ones coming up because I had to learn some stuff. Um, the, next, the next session is on Appenders and CF Appender and what it does. Uh, also coming up, uh, publishing your first, or also release, I should say, publish your first Forgebox package. I believe that was, that was Gavin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Forgebox admin collaborations, the Coding with the Kiwi series is up there. The Forgebox module of the week series. So all the, the, the what we do here on the podcast is actually released as a series on, on CFCasts. Makes it easier to go back and binge watch if you want, or just reference. Um, as well as the VS Code Hint and Ship and Trick of the Week. Uh, another series on there. Awesome. So coming up soon, um, the last couple of videos in the Publish Your First Forgebox package is coming out. This week, Logbox will have a video on the DB Appender. Uh, We're going to be going through each of the appenders and then building our own appender. So that's going to be kind of fun. Um, And as we mentioned before, the Coding with the Kiwi will come on after it's released to the Patreon viewers on Friday. And uh, the next big series coming up is Boxifying a Third-Party Library with Gavin. So I believe he's mentioned he has gotten permission from Ben Nadal to boxify a couple of his uh, more popular libraries and put them on Forgebox. So that should be fun. Cool. All right. Moving on. Conferences and trainings. Let me keep going. Yeah, so we have we have a couple coming up here. Let's talk about Quasar Conf. That is in about a week and a half. So Quasar um, is a Vue.js framework. It can be used to create um, apps, but also uh, websites, but also mobile apps or even Mac, Windows, Linux apps using Electron. Uh, it's a framework that we've been pleasantly surprised with and pleasantly enjoying building a few different applications in it. So... So one day conference, uh, 
coming up a week from Saturday, it looks like. So if you would like to speak, I think they are still looking for call, uh, their call for proposals. We will put the link into the show notes. Next, uh, we've talked about that conference, which is such a great name. Um, <laughs> specifically, uh, the Wisconsin version, which has our own, very own Daniel Garcia speaking there. That will be July 25th through the 28th. They also have a one in Texas, which I'm not sure what that one, the dates on that one is, but we'll uh, look that up. We're less interested because it doesn't have Daniel Garcia. So Exactly. Really, uh, things are less interesting if Daniel's not around. That's right. It's true. That's true. Cool. Nope, that works. And we put the link in there. I should probably do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Coming up. This is really important. It is in July, not June, since I seem to have a problem meeting today. Uh, July 18th through the 22nd uh, is Adobe Developer Week, um, EDW 2022. It's online. It's virtual. It's free. Um, it's bigger than better than ever, it says. This year, our experts are gearing up to have a host of seminar of webinars on all things cold fusion. This is your chance to learn with them, get your questions answered, and build the cloud-native applications with ease. Uh, the speakers have been announced, and the agenda has been announced. Um, it is not on the document in front of me, but I'm sure that if you go to the, the, uh, the, on the link that Eric is putting up there right now, it'll have all kinds of amazing information about it, as well as how you, how you register. Yep. Also, very nice pictures of the speakers here. So you can check out the speakers, the agenda, register for free. It's going to be uh, another great event. Thank you to Adobe for putting that on. I think Luis is speaking. Is that correct? Luis and Gavin, is, and Gavin is okay. from Ordis, and then mm -hmm. lots of other great community members. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, we have talked about Vue.js Forge before. This is their kind of hackathon conference, if I will. I guess it's not really a conference. Um, it's their hackathon group where you can sign up to build a app with other Vue.js developers. And um, so go ahead and we'll put that into the show notes. It is coming up soon. And the app that they're building is a Trello clone. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I just want to do that so I can get better at my whole drag and drop API with the, the browser. Because mm -hmm. that's always feels tricky to me. So outing myself out on the podcast. There we go. There we go. So uh, the dates are July 13th and 14th. You, there's still time to sign up for that. Right. Um, we'll drop the link in for those of you that are interested. There uh, says that there is a company deal. So if you have a group and you want to get together, you can probably do for teams of five and maybe get a discount on it. Just the way I be sure in the notes. All right. Sorry. Into the box. I really just can't help myself. It just kind of keeps talking. I'm sorry. I just really got to shut up and let you do your thing, Eric. I'm sorry. You're, I just you're great. No worries. It's okay. <laughs> All right. We've mentioned it a couple times into the box 2022, September 6th, 7th, and 8th. Six is the all-day workshops. Um, uh, 7th and 8th is the is the the two tracks and the third track that's that's starting ahead of time. Um, super early bird pricing entered on May 31st. The early bird pricing is going on. I guess that was a month ago. I guess we can stop rubbing in that people missed that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, the early bird pricing is now going on and, and the workshops are filling up. So it might make sense to go ahead and uh, reserve your spot. Yeah, like we mentioned before, three days and the early bird pricing will go away as well. So um, there was, I will try to put this link in the show note, there was a uh, letter that Gavin had put together 
a, about a month ago that was a letter, a form letter you could send to your boss about why they should send you the end of the box 2022. It was quite clever. I'll try to include that one in the show notes as well. Nice. So you can send it to them and say, you need it in three days to save a hundred dollars. So that'd be good. Cause I could, I'll submit it to Luis and see if he lets me go this year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I would love to see you get, Declined as you're declined giving, giving a workshop. Okay. <laughs> I'm pitching a workshop in two sessions. That's okay. I'll take a nap instead. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on. All right. After Into the Box, which is early September, we have Sea of Summit, which is early October. So again, this is October 3rd and 4th. It is $99. There is nothing that's $99 nowadays. I mean, you can't even like drive to Vegas for $99 now, even if you live in Vegas, probably. Um, (laughs) um, So uh, we hope to see a lot of you there October 3rd and 4th. On the 5th, they are doing the Adobe Certified Professional Certification Classes and Exams. And as we mentioned, we will be doing the CF Summit training for Ortis on October 5th and 6th after the conference. So the call for speakers is still open until the end of the month for that. So go ahead and get your talks in. And we're excited to see you all there in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And I guess early bird tickets, get a bird, grab early bird tickets for Dobe. Oh, I think is the $99 just for early bird and that over on June 30th? Oh, I, I am not sure about that. Okay, because it says that, that that's just one of the notes on here. Registrations are now open for just $99. Grab your early bird tickets before June 30th. So, yeah. So, as Scott points out in the notes, for less than a take of gas, you too can attend the conference in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag travel not included. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Um, let's see what's left. Uh, a few other conferences to keep your eye on but not any concrete information right now into the box will tam oh, still yeah. looking in december uh cf mm-hmm. camp looking for next year and if you are still looking for conferences comps.tech has you covered just as little i don't think i'll be there but if you go to into the box Latam, you can sing happy birthday to me in spanish that's my birthday just ah. saying december 7th December 7th. Outed for everybody. Now, yeah. now everyone's going to try to reset your passwords or something. I know. <laughs> my birthday plays no role in my passwords whatsoever. <laughs> Note to self. Change my... <laughs> All righty. Um, well, let's jump into some blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was new. There was a podcast that came out this week. If you want to take us through that, Dan, I do. As a matter of fact, sorry, I've completely lost track of where we are. I that's where we're. Oh, there we go. The, the the end of the box podcast thing. Thank you. The end of the box podcast series. We have started our workshop. Uh, there's a big thing coming up. Basically, that Eric Peterson and Lu, and, and Luis are putting together. Not putting together, but it's like like uh, the workshop that they're doing. Async programming and scheduling. Um, which I think is, is cool. This is an area that I think there's so much potential, but it's also one of the most confusing things that's out there because, I mean, cultivation, we usually think about things procedurally. You start at the beginning, you go to the end, and then you stop. But this whole thing about doing things async and having it event-based and everything else, it's amaz- incredibly powerful um, and incredibly confusing, even to the point of, at least put in here, pain medication is included. 
I don't think that that's actually true, but he does comment on the fact that it may be a little complicated, but this is going to be a great session. And the podcast on there was all about what it's going to be about and a little bit of history and sort of like the background information on it. So uh, just the fact that something is called futures, like we're using futures to do something, it just makes it sound like we're, you know, just, it just sounds like it's going to be complicated, but I'm pretty positive <laughs> that it'll well, be good. I mean, it is, there is a complicated factor to it, but we are going to take you through as many of the problems that we've encountered and the solutions. So you can kind of jump through that without having to suffer through it yourself. So nice. Um, the pain, we joked a lot about, you know, bringing ibuprofen and all that. We'll have to figure out, uh, throw that to legal, see if we can actually bring that and hand that out or if we're going to get in trouble for <laughs> I say, drug there, dealers there, or something. There may be actual like legislation or, 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 or regulations <laughs> that go along with that. So, Just in case, don't not rely on, yeah. on, on, on Ortis for your medical needs. <laughs> bring, bring your not own a ibuprofen. <laughs> All righty. Uh, we have a fun blog post this week from Robert Zender about how I use command box as my blog. And this was... This was really fascinating. So he has a static site generator that he wrote called Jasper, and he just has markdown files in his post folder. Um, but then he was serving uh, all the posts from the database, but he didn't want to write an admin. And so he goes through how he uses command box to generate like the, the front matter for um, the markdown file. That's like the top part of the top in the, in the three dashes that tells you like the slug, the title, any tags, things like that. So he's using command box so that every time he puts in a new post, it generates that and, and um, sticks it into his database. So he doesn't have to have an admin for his blog. So it was really cool. I hadn't thought about it. And uh, it's always fun to see different people's usage of command box. So great blog post, uh, Robert, and I uh, look forward to reading more about it. Also, I'm very interested in Jasper as a CFML-based static site generator. Um, we'd love to see that on, on ForgeBox. That is pretty cool. Hmm, that's awesome. I decided that one of the most educational things about doing this podcast is all the things that I learn about. I just think it's amazing. <laughs> um, very true. Which is just very cool. All right, another uh, blog coming up. Our first one for the week. This is Ben's corner. A little bit about from Ben and Dell. It's called Namespacing Components with Per Application Mappings in Cold Fusion. Now, I was really excited when I read this because a lot of times when Ben puts a blog up there, I read it and I'm like, "That's really interesting. How did you actually get to the point where you were like, like what made you look into that? Like, it's kind of esoteric or whatever." But then it ends up being incredibly practical. This was one that I read it and I'm like, I immediately was talking about because I actually ran into this problem about, about, about two months ago and did the same experiment. So I felt very accomplished. Um, the basic premise is this, how if you are, you have all these components, you're trying to put obviously code in it and make almost like mini modules and stuff like this, but you're running into namespace issues. Okay. So basically, how do you keep all of these like mini modules and all of your components basically separated out so you can access them um, via the namespace? And he talks about, uh, there's, there's two things on this. One was the idea of just creating virtual um, application mappings that don't have an actual folder along with them. He said that pretty much a lot, that most of his experience up to this point was just referencing an actual folder someplace else from, from his Cold Fusion app. But this was just creating up a space out of nothing and then um, having it mapped, mapped to a spot and actually having your, your components go from there. 
what I thought was also interesting on this, and this is what I was experimenting with a couple of weeks ago, was the fact that you can actually make your, your application mappings multi-levels deep. So instead of just having like your, your, your virtual folder be like slash com, you can actually be, you know, have it be slash com slash space slash something else slash whatever. And then that's the namespace, that, that multi-part thing can be your reference uh, for your, your, your application mapping. You may think, why is there a need for that? You'd be surprised. It's nice to know that you can do it when you need it. Uh, as Scott points out, yes, that is what Wirebox does. Um, however, this was actually a non-Wirebox experiment. And uh, so, yes, the, 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 the conclusion you could come to was use Wirebox to do it, but that isn't what the actual experiment was. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <And> Sorry. <laughs> to me, I read this and I thought, I just got a fun little in... Uh, you know, inside baseball look at how Coldbox's module service works. <laughs> yes. Because um, these are, uh, the reason that Ben is solving these in his, in this in his application, it's the same reason we solved it in Coldbox, is that most of our applications run into this. Um, you want to use the same name for the file so that your file name isn't like, you know, five words long uh, to make it unique. So Coldbox does this when you install a module, it creates... An application mapping on the fly. Wirebox gives each of the models a namespace in it. So it does a lot of these same things. And yeah, this was a non-Coldbox, non-Wirebox version, but the ways to solve it are very similar. So um, all that to be to say, if you are using Coldbox, you do not need to worry about any of those. Just use the Coldbox modules. So awesome. Uh, we have a couple of related blog posts here uh, now from Ben about shared array and struct iteration. Uh, so this was just talking about how in a parallel execution environment, so when you're using threads, you're using uh, cold box futures, things like that, and accessing the same data, is there is there still a problem? Because, you know, just even a few years ago, trying to read the data from like a single array in multiple threads would cause lots of issues. And so these were a couple of experiments Ben was doing to see if that was still the case. And in Adobe ColdFusion 2021 and Lucy 5.3.8, that is no longer the case for read operations. So he shows um, an environment where he is accessing the same array in different threads, there is no problem. There's no exceptions being thrown No, um, over many iterations. His next blog post actually goes to checking if there is a performance hit from using a read-only lock. So this is the type where you're saying many different applications are going to access this for read, and I, but I want to make sure that if something's locking it for write, that everything waits. Um, there wasn't much of a performance overhead, but he does put the caveat on the end of, you know, he's attempting to simulate <laughs> an environment that has the load and the concurrency that we're looking at. Um, but it was his local machine in a simulate environment. So um, do your own testing as well. So, so yeah, some cool things there. Nope, that makes sense. Scott had a note actually in the um, in the notes that actually I was literally just thinking um, to, about, about myself. He said not to be snarky. I was making sure that I hadn't missed something about Ben's post in terms of the wirebox thing. Um, you know that Ben hasn't really jumped on the box train yet, which was totally fine. And I'm thinking it's like you know we're being a little flip here, but I also 
I probably would not be sitting in this chair if it was not for Ben, ben Nadell's blogs. And so I was definitely was not dismissing, oh, just use box. Because, I don't know, it's just easy sometimes to be like, oh, he doesn't, he's Ben's, he's just such a big name and everything else. He doesn't, you know, care what anyone says. And I wasn't being snarky, but I just wanted to make sure, Ben, you are obviously the man. And I hope that that's evident. And we kind of assume that you know that. But I wanted to say it verbally. You rock. And thank you for everything you do by, on, by far. Um, Random thoughts. Sorry. I have a son now and I'm getting all sappy in certain things. And I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I can make sure that this thing got taken care of. Okay. Moving on to jobs. <laughs> Sorry. I might, <laughs> mine might be posted soon. Okay. Here we go. Uh, there are three new jobs posted this week. Um, obviously there's get CFML jobs. There's several positions, but we have three new ones here. Um, one's a full-time senior developer at, uh, in the UK. Um, in the UK, I don't have the actual job. I don't have the, the name of the company, but it's on CFML Jobs, and I think it just got posted. Uh, here we go. Another one, this is in um, Bengaluru in Karnataka, India. Looking for his, I'm a senior cold fusion developer. And then also in GeoNorth Information Systems in the U.S. is looking for one. And we'll go ahead and someone take the coffee away from Dan. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, yeah, three new positions. We're posting them up there. Um, this is the one for India. And... This is the one that's in the U.S., the geo thing. But there are hundreds of jobs, over 100, 100 cold fusion positions from about 55 different countries, all of them posted on Get CFML Jobs, which uh, was already put on the, on the thread. Uh, we also have a Patreon-supported job posting. Uh, I know for a while we actually were, were – um, we had a video for this, but still want to highlight that Hegarty Motor Reg, uh, Motorsport Reg um, is looking for a senior software engineer. Um, they are – a good uh, node in Vue.js experience, Cold Fusion, as well as some AWS. There are 25 person teams supporting about 1,600 organizations um, uh, with a SaaS CRM commerce and event management platform. 8,000 events managed in their marketplace annually by our customers. And their goal is to be the number one software platform for automotive and motorsport events. Um, and here's a link here's the bit.ly link that goes along with that. And there we go. A couple of job links. One, actually, here's the big one. Um, order solutions. We are hiring. Oh, great. I wasn't, I was kidding about my position being out there. <laughs> okay. Order solution is hiring. If you want to go to the website, ordersolutions.com slash about us slash careers. Um, there also is a Clear Capital Carol from the Working Code podcast was talking about some other job links at, like when it, at Clear Capital. And uh, Nolan Urk from South of Shasta, he's looking for a part-time CFML developer as well. Um, there is a uh, there's a job channel. I don't know if you, how many people know this, but there's a jobs channel in the CFML Slack um, team, in the Box Team Slack. If anyone hasn't uh, found on that, uh, message one of us or the podcast or anything else, and we can get you connected to the pot, um, those 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 Box channels. I think that's it for jobs. Awesome. Uh, I wanted to take us back real quick to the blog section. Uh, Charlie Earhart in the chat mentioned that he had written a kind of follow-up blog uh, based on the CF lock discussion on Ben's blog post and given some, given some thoughts about that. To quickly summarize, uh, the lock aspect of the code, when you say I'm locking um, for this name and scope, there's nothing like magic going on it is literally like the application saying, hey, is anybody else locking this name exclusively? 
If not, it moves on. Like it's just it's almost like a like a feature flag check kind of thing. It's just it's a it's a nice if statement that everything can be like synchronized through. Um, so to come back to why uh, the performance aspect, that's why there's not really a performance hit to adding in CF lock because the only time you would ever slow down your code is if you actually waited on a lock, which in Ben's example, there was none of that. So um, if you want to hear that said much more coherently, please go read Charlie's blog post. We'll put it into the show notes and um, it's already in the chat because he posted it to us. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. Isn't that kind of cool? The more you dive into this and you get more experience, like a lot of these things, they stop going for being like this black magic, like, oh, this is how that happened. And then you're like, oh, it's a flag. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Okay, let's go ahead and you know, I mean, just stuff like that. You're kind of like, all right, let's take it out of the magic realm and get it into the, okay, a lot of this really advanced stuff follows the same rules as the rest of the code. And that's great. I, I think you remind me of the time, the first time I looked into like the cold box code base and I saw like the lock followed by some code followed by another lock check. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just like, I don't, I'll never understand this. And now it's, you know, those things get demystified over the years. So, so yeah, yeah. just needing to make sure that in between the time that you tried to grab it, it wasn't grabbed by somebody else. <laughs> right. For me, something like that, it was the, it was the whole idea of an event, event uh, framework, event-based framework where it was like, how does it know? And I had this vision of like this code yelling through the computer. And I'm like, how does it absolutely know? And then I realized, oh, it's just a function referencing as part of a structure and as a, with a key. And then it, someone checks that and runs it. Oh, that isn't nearly as mystical, but it works. And that's really kind of cool. But yeah. random thoughts. All right. Okay. On to our Forgebox module of the week. Today is an update to one of my personal favorites. I'm only a little biased. Um, it's an update to Hyper. So Hyper version 3.6 comes out. I feel like every time I do an update to this, I try to force it back onto the Forgebox module of the week because I think Hyper is so uh, so underutilized. Uh, it is a way to fluently build HTTP requests. So instead of the CF HTTP tag, you can build it up. If you've used QB, it is very much like the QB for HTTP requests. But my personal favorite is you can pre-configure builders mm -hmm. um, by giving it values ahead of time so that you can make one that already has the authorization header you need or the base URL for the API you're building and things like that. Um, there's not... A ton of new things in this update, but it's like really cool stuff, all that I'm into right now, which is support for creating futures. So you had brought this up as like, oh, that sounds scary. Um, that is still the black magic <laughs> world for me. I'm like, sorry. You got to come to the workshop. I know. Um, <laughs> so this makes it easily easy to create async requests using Colbox's futures and async manager. There's a new send async method, as well as all the shortcuts like get async, post async. And there's some examples in the code. But really, like, most of the magic then comes in, into the, the futures, being able to chain on to that, to do something with the response asynchronously, or to just let it, like, fly off, do its thing, and not have to wait for it to come back, you know, for those fire and forget HTTP requests. Mm -hmm. So 
that's uh, Hyper's new trick this week. Um, I think my favorite part was when I wrote the docs and showed some of the things you could do now with it. Um, like <laughs> I've, I wrote right in, in it, like, these aren't special to Hyper. I didn't write anything in Hyper to make it do this magic. I just made it return a future, and then you get all these magical powers. So, right. So some neat things there. Go ahead and update and check that one out. No, that's cool. I would definitely echo that just in terms of I just re- I just recently discovered Hyper with the client and uh, that Eric and Daniel Garcia actually were working on. And it was amazing how it was all configured and was put into, into Wirebox in this really complicated CFHTTP call with like special headers, custom headers, tokens, authentication, and everything else had been abstracted out to one, like we just called it like a property in the entire app. And we never had to worry about it. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> Um, throw in on my local screen real quick. Here's the PR that had kind of the the code in there. And there's some neat things like I send this async and then I can log it out when it's done, even though the request has gone on. Or I can request three different asynchronous posts and wait until they're all done. And none of that was anything I had to had, add to Hyper except to make this send async, like... I, I don't know. This is way too inside baseball, probably for the podcast. But you, you check out this pull request. It, it was not much code to support this. And if you're interested in how to utilize these features more in your application, definitely come check out this workshop that Luis and I are giving. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of bummed that mine's opposite that. <laughs> um, for the VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week, I'm revisiting again another old but good one um and this one i need to tell you the story (laughs) behind it so i was um needing to deal with adding a jvm argument to a server and i i always forget the syntax to do that in command box so i was looking it up i was putting it in and i thought you know what it would be really nice if command box could have prompted me in this JSON file for the schema to tell me, you know, it goes JVM on the top level, then args, and then a string. And I'm like, okay, I, I remember talking about this. I remember a schema file being made. So I went and dove into the command box repo and I found the server schema JSON file. I'm like, perfect. Now, how do I associate this? And I went in the VS code and I'm, I'm like, okay, where's the setting? I found the setting and it's like an array that you have to, do file patterns to schema file. It was, a little, it was a little hard to figure out, but I got it working, and I thought, this is it. This is my tip of the week. Also, this should be in our command box extension. That Doesn't that make sense? And that's when I realized, somehow, I didn't have the command box extension installed because when I installed it, it all worked, and it, I didn't need to do any of the work I just did. So the VS Code extension of the week is the VS Code command box extension by Order Solutions. It will bring you that server JSON and box JSON schema completion, among many other things, like our script explorer, slug completion for dependencies, and property hovers. So don't be like me and try to roll it yourself. Just <laughs> install the VS Code command box extension. <laughs> it's Sorry, I'm laughing because it's the same kind of thing where you. I saw this as, as the tip of the week. 
And I'm like, I don't even know that we could create a VS Code extension. Yeah. And we have three of them. So <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> what, yeah. So I actually, it's interesting. What, what are the, not my not my day long session, but at the end of the box, I'm doing an hour long session that I called Unpacking the Box, which basically is why are there so many boxes and why are there all these things. And basically what it's turning into is an hour where we just kind of walk through the entire framework of web design and all the pieces that, um, that Ortis has actually built that support all these different things. And my, what started out was a nice, clean little, little, little diagram that I was like, oh, is now turned into this massive thing. And so I had to add the, the three uh, DS code things today. But I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to go well, but I'm learning a ton. Anyway, that brings us to the end of our podcast for today. Thank you for all our Patreon supporters. These individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure the great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, and all the other boxes that keep getting the continuous development that they need and funds the cloud infrastructure at our community relies on like Forge Box and our package management and Command Box. Yes, open source may be free to you, but someone is paying for it. And as you ensure, we hope that you would step up and help pass that on to other people like our Patreons have. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash order solutions. And don't forget, we have an annual memberships. Pay for the year, save 10%. So not only that, but your, your, your generosity you can, 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 can get a discount. Good for businesses with, uh, you know, you can plan out your cash flow. Uh, bronze packages and up. Now get a Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscription as a perk um, for their Patreon subscription. All Patreon supporters have a profile badge on the community website. All Patreon supporters have their own private forum access on the community website as well, and a private channel on the Box Team Slack. Um, they also have live stream access to coding with the Kiwi and friends. And uh, that is all on the community.order solutions as well, some of those things. And check out all of the benefits on the About Us and the, the Patreons page on the Order Solutions website. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> We're being told that David's sending some decaf over to Dan. So. <laughs> I will say I, that is a skill to be able to read at that speed, a radio skill. And so I think you should be applauded for it, whether, oh, thank or, not, you. I whether or not it's the result of caffeine. All right. Well, it's funny. I have definitely been told that I need to slow down, especially for uh, uh, on my, when I, my, I spoke at my high school graduation and I had to write slow down on the top of every single page of my speech. All I know is when we have our, at our next conference, when we do a uh, another raffle, an, an auction, I know who we're going to ask to be our auctioneer. So <laughs> I'll practice. Now, um, I'll go ahead and take the Patreons this week. Thank you to John Wilson with Synaptrix, Brian Gidinelli of Haggerty Motorsport Reg, Jordan Clark, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card. Jonathan Perrette, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Monder, Will De Bruyne, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Laksma Tuchahadi, Carl Von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck with Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Nadell, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Diger, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mongi, John Wish, Kevin Wright, and Peter Amiri. Thank you all for supporting Order Solutions and for supporting this podcast. And thank you all for tuning in with us today. We will be back and catch you next week. 
Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.